vibing behind the glass here at this beat. Let it run. Is anyone going to drop some bars there behind the glass? No? No? A lot of karaoke fans behind the glass, but not a lot of freestylers. Welcome back. Second half of the show. Yannick Hansen will join us in moments here. Here's what I want to ask you. 650, 650, you can chime in. And I'll ask this to Yannick too. How much has the road trip changed your perception of the team? Five one and one, they go eleven points to fourteen. But how much has this here changed your perception of what this team can be or can do? Uh, or were you a believer before the road trip? Are you uh, on board now after the road trip? Se- text in six fifty six fifty into the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Uh, we'll rattle off a couple of your texts after Yannick Hansen here, who is uh, brought to you by Magnuson Auto Group, Metro Ford, Port Coquitlam, and Magnuson Ford in Abbotsford on both sides of the Fraser to serve you. He joins us every Tuesday, longtime NHLer in Vancouver Canuck, and I uh, hear him on uh, Fridays on Canuck Central Tuesdays here on The People's Show. Yannick, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Uh, excellent. Uh, the team just finishes off a seven-game road trip, and uh, they go five-one and one on the road trip. Uh, and you know, at the beginning of the season, we looked at you know the schedule, and you'd say, okay, a seven-game road trip right after Christmas. This is going to be the difficult one. And they get eleven points of fourteen. How, how much should our opinion change of the team after they come through this so well? Yeah, it, I don't know how many times they have to keep uh, proving themselves now before you start considering them legitimate, um, but I think you have to. Um, it, it's not easy going into, uh, yeah, uh, Islanders, Devils, uh, Rangers, and, and, and taking out wins there. So so they, uh, they've taken some big scalps here, um, and they found a way to do it consistently. Um, so I think there, there's, there's not a lot left for them to prove here in the regular season. Other than, than again, these statement games that are coming, um, make sure that that uh, that you zone in on them, uh, see if you can win them, um, and then continue to uh, to distance yourself. Um, again, now we're we're starting to looking at uh, uh, preferable matchups, uh, home ice, all these things that were <laughs> a pipe dream uh, three or four months ago when we started. So um, definitely the the tune have changed. Okay, so that, that's really interesting because it's something I wanted to ask you about, and, and you just said distance yourself. So from now to the deadline, you know, t- like take away the transactions, just from the players uh, themselves. Like, what's the goal here? Is it just keep keep stacking wins and start to consider distancing yourself from Vegas and LA? Yeah, you you wanna you wanna put yourself, or at this point, you wanna put management in a position where they have to go out and add these things to your team. The players. It's kind of like a. It, it's a little. It's strange when because like you're obviously you want the best opportunity to win, but you also know you're bringing in a new player. Somebody's gonna get pushed out. I've been that guy that's been pushed out as well, but I've also been the guy who's really hoping that we get set and set player in order for us to really push over us over the top. So you you want to put yourself the team in a position where Jim and and Patrick, they have to go out. They they have to go get a top six forward because we're so good. And these are the years that you're going to try to make a run for it. 
Um, and you're not going to do that if you're going to fiddle the next 10 games and maybe go three and seven or something like that. Then they're like, okay, are we really good enough? Maybe, maybe we wait for next year and then we make the big push. No, uh, as a player, you believe in the team and, and the direction you're headed. Uh, you want to make sure you're, you're tuned so um, that, that you get this, this help that could definitely help the team in the long run um, and put yourself in the best possible position. Well, what stood out to you over the seven games on that road trip of like a, a sign of, of how we should reframe our mind of, of why this team is achieving what they are? Consistency, uh, winning in tough buildings, uh, in tough situations. Um, we always talked about the, uh, when is it going to fall off? And then they, they had every excuse for it in this road trip. Coming off a long, long break, Christmas, they had a couple of games in, I think it was 10, 12 days or something like that. Then you come right back, you go out east for for seven games. You start out with a loss in St. Louis. Already you're like, okay, this, this could turn real bad real fast because we got back-to-back coming up. We got early games coming up, which we're not used to. Um, so, so, yeah, this could have turned ugly real fast. But uh, lo and behold, they they go out and and yeah, they go five and five zero and one in the last six there. So uh, they 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 give you, they keep proving you wrong. And at some point, you you gotta you gotta throw in with them and say, okay, we we have a team here that we believe in, and now 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 let's take a real stab at it, legitimate, and not uh, think about oh how are we gonna. What do we look like next year or two years from now? No, it is this year. What are we going to look like come April 16th when the pox get dropped in game one of round one? Because this is where we need to be at our best right now. Uh, we're not looking to compete compete for a cup three years down the road with, with the team they're playing right now. We're, we're looking to compete right now. Um, and that's where like you, you want to optimize everything you have. Um, and again, once you start building this cushion as well it's i don't want to talk about it as a cushion because again that, that can be a negative things too because now you're not playing as desperate as you should and mm-hmm. i've been part of a team where we kind of just coasted right into the playoff as the best team through the regular season and then you run into a team who's been fighting tooth nails and claws for the last three months and you lose to a team like that um but when i say build yourself a cushion be a darn good hockey team. Like be be very very good every single night. And yeah, you can't win every night. Um, but again, you, you want to fight for you want to fight for the home ice. Once you you see that home ice is getting closer to being secured, now we want first in the now we want first in the in the division uh, potentially in the conference. It's a again we don't know who the wild card teams are. Um, but but right now, like it looking like the top four in the Pacific, that that that's a nasty way to the to a conference final to have to go through Vegas, LA, or or even Edmonton now the way they're playing. Um, so again, you, you're starting to look at okay, can we maybe get one of these teams that are uh, coming from the central that doesn't look as strong right now? Uh, but then again, you might have to push for for top in the conference. So like it's a lot of speculative things but again your your play would dictate whether or not you have a say in as to how these guys how these things play out 
So where's the tipping point in a season for you uh, where, where you kind of shift your mindset of, of what can you know a season be? Because I think there's a lot of people, and I think it's it's fair to say after 35 games, you all right, well, we wouldn't necessarily talk about this team this way. And now at 44 games, maybe it still feels premature, but it's, it's certainly valid to start looking ahead. You can't really wait till March 8th because it almost feels too late. Um, at what point do you start considering – or sorry, not considering the future and start considering just this year? I, yeah, I'd, I'd have to say the deadline because that is the point where you're seriously hampering your future um, assets in terms of success right now. And we're obviously talking first-round draft picks. We're mm-hmm. talking prospects and all these things that might turn out two or three years down from now, but we want to win right now. And if you ask every single Vancouver right, every single people connected to the team how many first rounds would you give for stanley cup in vancouver i don't think you can count them on one hand because we don't care but again it it is that chicken and egg what comes first like we we just want that cup and i don't think you can put a price on it um and, and that's where it's like what is too much but when you have a team you have to go for it and if that means a first-round draft pick, if it means I don't know who their top prospect is right now, um, obviously the guy who just tore up the the mm-hmm. World Juniors, you, you're, you don't want to give up on. But but like, is it a Pod Colson um, or or is it is it a first-round draft pick this year? I, I I don't know. But these are definitely things that would be in play for a team that are sitting at the top of the standings going into the, the deadline there there's no question about that because they are in a weird spot right they've had multiple seasons of losing and you know the, the previous regime didn't leave a bunch of assets and now through two years they've tried to to build this up and there's a lot of people that would say okay careful like they're, they're not they don't really have assets to burn and a lot of people mentioned it because it, it comes up a lot because like uh, uh Pedersen's contract and people are saying uh, fans texted like if, if you're if you're trying to build a winner a consistent winner selling the future now wouldn't necessarily convince someone like Elias Pettersson but I've always argued players don't think about it like that like to what leverage to, to what end does a player think about the future um, well if you're not good right now you see if there's a path but you're good right now so you're not you're not looking at the future you're not worried about your draft picks or players that comes in two or three years down the road you, you want somebody who's going to put you over the top now and then we'll worry about next year. Because, again, Vancouver has changed from when I played till now. When I played, we had a very, very hard time attracting um, the college free agents. Um, again, it's a little bit different with the Russians, the way it works right now. But but Kuzmenko was the, the number one UFA out there, the, and he came here. Um, and they've been able to attract these players because of, well, you're a bad team, so you know these players are going to get an opportunity, and that's what they're looking for. Once you become better, it becomes a little bit harder to attract these players because they're going to look at the lineup and say, there's no way I'm going into this top six. There's no way I'm getting power play time. Look at this team. Um, But again, you have been collecting some of these players right now, which is in terms free assets, because it's it's assets you, you don't really know if you're getting. You're getting them cheap and out of left wing. Somebody turns out to be a player at 25. Um, so you've gotten a little bit lucky over the last couple of years, so you've been able to collect assets at a much faster pace. Um, and now all of a sudden you're good. Um, and you stand with a team, 
And again, there are other teams around the league. When you look at the paper, okay, this is a deeper team. And, and these ones we expected to be good, and they're still expected to be good. We did not expect Vancouver to be. But we're good right now. They're playing. They're healthy. Knock on wood, it continues. Um, and again, teams can go on runs. Team can find the, the niche. And, and again, this team, if, if and if and if, there's a lot of ifs here. We're talking about Pedersen. If they get him locked up, this team will be good until we, we, we start questioning what, what will Quinn Hughes do when his next contract comes up. Uh, and then we start again, okay, now are we either going to take a step back or, or are we going to continue down this road? Because the players are young and the window is open and it will be open for as long as they stay here. Obviously, with contracts coming in more expensive, you will get deducted somewhere along the way. Hopefully, the, the salary cap plays into Vancouver's favor right now. It, it's been stagnant, but we haven't been needing it as much as we will the next couple of years. So if that starts to, to go up a little bit, you'll get some relief there. But, but again, you have a team that's first in the league uh, going into March 8th. Um, you almost you you almost have to take a stab at it and think this is our year to win, because um, you don't know when you'll be in that situation again. And yeah, it, it's nice to have a team that can compete for five or six, seven years because you've managed your your salary cap, because you drafted and you haven't gotten rid of assets. Um, but again, that that that's that's almost a pipe dream. You're gonna get these opportunities. They will come to you. I thought when I played after we went to the first cup, this is not my first or last down league. We have such a good team. We're going to be right back there. And we had teams that were good and should be able to, but we didn't. And then it fizzled out. So that's why when, when you have a chance, you have to take it and then live with it, as a, um, <laughs> live with your decisions afterwards because you don't know when it'll come again. And this isn't completely out of the left. Like we knew they were, they were going to be better than last year and not just marginally depend uh, because of the way they, they rearranged their defense core. They found the centers. What we didn't know was how well these players would work together. We, we didn't expect um, uh, Quinn Hughes, Petey and JT to, to have another step. Um, but again, they're young, so they keep getting better. And that's where all of a sudden it, it's not a, it's not a fluke anymore. So you have to look at the team a little bit different than you did at the beginning of the year and then go with it. You, you kind of mentioned there just about like team chemistry or that these guys are working so well together. That's another point that you know fans have brought up that hey, you're, you're worried about disrupting team chemistry if you go and get another guy. How much uh, uh, is, is that a concern to you? No, because you, you got holes on the wings. It wasn't like when, when going back to 11 again, because it's very easy for me to remember mm -hmm. and Obviously, I was right in the thick of it. We had um, Burr, Danny, Samuelson, and Mason Raymond on the wings in top four. I, I don't need another top six winger. I, we, we knew that. that. That's not what we needed to get better. Because um, you're not going to find another 30-goal score. Now you have to go out and, and remove these guys. Where right now, you look at this group, and the top six forward, there's a hole there in, on the wings. There's a hole, and it needs to be filled. Um, and once it gets filled, guys get put in their right spot. You dump somebody down to the third line, that guy from the third line goes to the fourth line, and that fourth line player becomes your 13 forward. You're going to need that 13, 13 forward in the long run because you're going to get injuries. Um, and that's where I can't see you disrupting team chemistry here because you have this glaring need for a top six winger. 
uh, a legitimate top six winger, somebody who will go into that hierarchy. And, and yeah, he's not going to be above PD or um, or JT, but I love for somebody who would step in right next to to Brock or even above him, somebody with um, a proven track record that, that that have scored and all these things, um, and and fit in right there as your yeah. Uh, if not your 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 best winger, then your second best winger, um, and then fill that that need that way. And then there's not going to be any any bitching and moaning from from the other wingers because they can see okay, this guy he's he's better than me. He's better than me. He makes our team better. He gives us a better opportunity. Let's get him in, make him feel feel welcome and comfortable, and hopefully that that pushes us over the top. Because um, again, if we win, when it really matters, if we win, nobody nobody gives a shit. So, so you're specifically looking at winger, not center. Yeah, no, we, I, I'm, I'm happy with the centers. You, you have, you have five centers if we count Lafferty as well. I would have loved if Luger or Suter had been a, a right-handed center, um, but, but that's not the case. Um, but, but again, no, those, those four centers. Um, if you want to roll a legitimate top six, you need JT and PD, uh, one and two, two and one, uh, one A, one B. However, you mm-hmm. want to. You want to roll it, um, and you need a winger. So, all right. So that means you're breaking up the Besser, Miller, Pedersen line at some point. I would, I would have that as an insurance, so that sure. when I play against Vegas, I don't have to worry about uh, JT, PD, and uh, Brock having to play against PD Angelo every single shifter on the ice. Uh, it- make make them pick uh, who they want to match up with, so you're not seeing Jack Eichel against that line every single time, or Mark Mark Stone. Make sure they have to pick. A lot of teams will have five, six, seven really, really, really good players defensively that can take care of business. And if you line up against Vancouver and you all of a sudden start saying, okay, we shot down this lot of line, our, our chance of winning goes up exponentially. So let's just load up a line here um, and then shut them down. See, see what they do then. If you don't have another string to play on here, a way of separating these three and then PD going to need some some run support here, uh, a buddy that can make him a one-two punch uh, on that line as well, kind of how JT and, and Brock has been through the entire season with revolving wingers. Then you, you're really limiting yourself, and you aren't as, as flexible so that when we do need something else, when it does get shut down in game one, we're not uh, hitting the panic mode. We can... we can change our lineup a little bit. Let's see how they're adjusting to these things. And that's where that... Another top six winger comes in, and then hopefully we'll be able to complement. Do you care at all if it's like a rental type or if it's like a mid twenties kind of guy who fits the core, and they can keep him and sign him? Uh, in a perfect world, you want that. You want that. Uh, it's probably more expensive, um, but but if you're in it to win it, uh, I don't care. Um, whoever pushes us over the top, um, again, price is everything. In a perfect world, you you find that. 26-year-old, 40-goal uh, score with a nice contract to go that's cheap, but <laughs> they don't hang on trees. You can't find those. So whatever works out, and obviously there's lots of guys that are being talked about. Um, and again, I'm not as familiar with other players and who the right player would be. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it, it, it's just it's that that picture of a player when, when you see him, he's got to be able to score, he's got to be able to drive, he's got to be able to make a, a line better. Uh, he's got to be able to play well with, with, with really talented players. He's got to be able to play against matchup type of guys. That Those are the type of player you're looking for. Uh, and that's where I'm looking for that. I'd like somebody who is proven, who they know they can rely on. 
So you're not bringing somebody in hoping it'll be another success story because where you are right now, you're not hoping for a success story. No, you're hoping for somebody who will come out and push the needle in the right direction. And that's where the proven record comes in. Does it matter to you if it's like a, okay, I'm painting a, a very specific picture here, but look, let's say it's a rental, right? And it's a, it's a unrestricted free agent. And it's a scenario where you have to give that guy a contract. If you're already in the locker room and there's some business that needs to be taken care of and somebody outside gets paid first, does that matter to you ever? I don't think you I don't think you can make that trade and sign right now. Not not with the way that uh, you, you got to pay Heronic and you got to pay Pete. Right. Um you have to get them in and then say hey like let's see how this goes uh, kind of thing and if you don't want to come to the best team in the league you're not right for us. It's that simple. If if it's somebody who's stomping their heels and say no I want a deal before I accept a trade to here then go somewhere else. Because it's an interesting timeline right now, and, and Patrick Alvin was talking to Ian McIntyre today at Sportsnet.ca and was talking about the Pedersen negotiations. It gets brought up a lot, obviously. And he was asked, like a core player that's eligible for restricted free agency wanting to hold off negotiations, is that a bit unusual? And Alvin said, yeah, a, a little bit. Um, when you hear things like this and, and just the way this is played out for Pedersen's contract, and he's been very, you know, like I'm, I'm denying all rumors, I'm play, playing this at my, at my pace. Is, is there any concern for you of how that's gone and, and the way he's playing this? He's going to maximize his contract. He strikes me like that guy. Um, so he's going to make a buck a load of money. And he can see that right now with the way he's playing, the way the team is going, that he is, uh, the longer this goes, the more money he makes right now. That That's the way I look at it. Because um, they, they, they keep producing, he keeps producing. Um, th- th- they're going to get into the playoff and they're going to go as far as, and I'm not going to say he, but when and when I say he, I mean the, the core four ish. Mm-hmm. How far they take them, and the further they take them, the more he's going to get paid. Um, so so he's put himself from an individual perspective in a phenomenal position. There's no question about that. And you're talking about him like he's an RFA. He's not an RFA. He holds every single card. Because if he if he doesn't like what he sees or hears from from, from Vancouver. He's going to sign the, um, the qualifying offer. It's a one-year deal at 10 and a half, and then he's free. And 10 and a half million or him making, I don't know what he wants the year after that. It, it, the difference isn't that significant. And then he can, he can really choose what he wants to do. So, so he is, in all fairness, he's a UNFA in terms of how much money he wants. Yeah, he can't switch this year, and then Vancouver can, can get him and trade him. But like I said, that qualifying offer, it's, it's, it's north of 10, and all he has to do is sign it. Done. And then he's a UFA the following year getting paid $10 million. So it's like, he, he, like I said, he's put himself in a, in a position where, where he dictates exactly what happens, when it happens, how long he wants, and how much money he wants. It, it, it's, it's not up to, to Vancouver. It, that, that's just the way he's played this year and the year before. Um, and again, you're you're at the mercy of him. You're the best. Appreciate it as always. Yeah, my pleasure. Take care. Uh, he is Yannick Hansen. That was phenomenal. Uh, we ran out of time to get to some of the uh, thoughts uh, coming in the inbox, but I see all the texts coming in. Be like, Yannick is the best. We really appreciate having the insight. So thanks for the uh, text coming in. Six fifty, six fifty. Uh, we'll get into some of the stuff uh, he said tomorrow, maybe, and uh, break down a lot of what's uh, happening with your Vancouver Canucks. Before we go, though. Uh, 
the leaders in cleaning and janitorial, JanPro. If your workplace demands a clean environment, contact JanPro for a free, no-obligation quote. Visit janpro.ca. Canuck Central on the way. Dan Riccio, Satyar Shah, Don Taylor, Irfan Gafar. Going to join them throughout the course of the show. Uh, thanks for your interaction, 650-650. Keep it coming for Canuck Central here on the home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650.